morning or whatever time it is for you as you listen to this currently. While I'm writing this, I have several days of, like, insomnia. <laughs> like, intense no sleep. Uh, yeah, because my brain is crazy. So, I, in, people, if you're going to get offended about that, what I just said, don't. I'm bipolar too, so like I'm on a high phase. I'm so I'm not sleeping. Um, anyway, I'll probably, and I'm right, be like that when I record because I am like that. This so if, if some of the stuff that I say makes no sense, I'm very sorry. Um, but I'm not screwing up my schedule, the ability to sleep or not, or you know normal anyway as i said last week which i made on time by the way if you're counting we are going to canada specifically the bamp springs hotel a very lovely pheromone hotel which adamantly claims that it is not haunted and to the global news who claimed this was the only haunted place in alberta nah edmonton got you with that with fort edmonton and the McDonald Hotel and other such places. So don't do that. Um, <laughs> do your homework. Yeah. So uh, with that out of the way, why don't we go to our first thingy, Majig, which is a bunch of reasons people say that this hotel is haunted. Son. Um, and this is by Andrew Gulbert. I think that's how you say his last name. Not sure. G-U-I-L-B-E-R-T. Um, yeah. Andrew Gilbert is how I will say it. Uh, the Bride. Probably the most famous of all the specters residing in the Fairmount Spamp Springs Hotel. Uh, she even featured on her own stamp and coin, which is actually true. I could find that. Um, the story of the Ghost Bride dates back to the late 1920s, and the story goes that on the young couple's wedding day, the bride, decked out in her wedding gown, instead of one of the hotel marble staircases, something startled her, causing her to slip and fall. Some say she caught her heel on the hem of her dress, others say she, uh, say that her dress brushed up against a candle flame, whatever the cause, the end result is the bride died on those steps. Since then, the hotel staff and guests alike have reported seeing a veiled figure move up and down the stairs or seeing a figure in a wedding dress dancing in the ballroom upstairs, pining for the first dance with her husband that she never had, which is sad. Sam the Bellman is another one. Um, stories of Sam McCauley a genial old Scotsman who was head bellman during the 60s and 70s had been circulating, circulating around the hotel since his passing in 1975. Supposedly, Sam is a helpful sort of spirit, and most stories involving him mention some service he's providing to staff or guests. One incident involves two elderly women women calling for the bell desk for assistance after they found their key would not work the regular bellman was occupied with other duties and didn't respond for 15 minutes by the time he arrived at their door it was unlocked 
one of the women said an older bellman in a plaid jacket matching Sam's description exactly had helped them. Other stories include guests seeing Sam haunting his old office, now a guest room, on the mezzanine floor, as well as seeing apparition and feeling cold spots on the 6th, 7th, or ninth floors of the hotel. <sighs> I can breathe and talk. I am multi-talented. Uh, room 690... <laughs> Apparently I can't read, though. Room 692... This room is one that staff say is hard to keep booked. Guests have reported having the pillows yanked out from under their heads while they have slept, or even being pushed off of the bed by some unseen entity. Whatever spirits haunt this room, it's safe to say that they can't rest in peace, and they want to make sure that you won't either. And then we have, last but not least, room 873. The legend of room 873 has a number of variations, but the gist of it is that an entire family was murdered there and ever since, guests in the room have reported being awakened by screaming. When they turn on the lights, they would see bloody handprints on the mirror. Depending on who tells the story, the handprints either disappear before staff was able to clean them or wouldn't come off at all. In any case, if you visit the 8th floor where room 873 should be, you'll find it's been completely covered and is inaccessible from the hallway, keeping guests out of the supposedly haunted room. And that was from AvenueCalgary.com. First of all, F Calgary, that's obligatory. Second of all, I'm so sorry, Calgary, you're actually pretty cool. Don't tell anyone I said that. I'll get my Edmontonian card revoked. And yes, that is what Edmontonians call themselves. Edmontonians, it's stupid. Um, <laughs> yeah, so on to the actual history of this particular Fairmont Hotel. I'm not sure if the Fairmonts are around the world. I didn't bother looking it up because it wasn't didn't matter <laughs> to this location. Um, it's, it just happens to be that brand of hotel. Um, but they are across Canada in our historic hotels. And uh, to them, like, leave them looking old, they look better that way. <laughs> Your modern ones are scary. Um, so I actually have stayed in this brand before. I'm not being an idiot or anything. This actually has a point. In Audia, Ottawa, Montreal, which was modern, and Quebec City, um, because I'm really very lucky. My grandmother took me there when she, we did a road trip. Um, but, so I can say, like, these are really nice hotels, like, scary nice, so it's understandable why they wouldn't want to say that they're haunted, like, and that to be the focus. Uh, and... If they are original, like the Ottawa one and the Quebec City one, to what they look like back in the day, or if the Bamp Springs one is like that and has that feel, like, it really does feel like you've been thrown back in time. And you can see kind of the history happening. You're kind of expecting people to be like in ball gowns walking downstairs and like it's that kind of places. So the hauntings being uh, a legit thing without the proof like 
you could see people thinking that. That sentence didn't make sense, but too bad. Uh, I'm rambling again. So anyway, there is the point that it actually does. Yes. Anyway. Believe. Um. <laughs> I am rambling. Um. So the actual history now. Uh. This was always a fancy hotel. In case you couldn't tell, uh, I would say look up a photo. It's beautiful and looks like a fucking castle. Um, but it was built smaller and as one of Canada's grand railway hotels. Um, and was open in Canada. Um, apparently when I wrote this, I didn't know when Canada Day was. I thought it would. I thought June and July were mixed up because I'm an idiot. Anyway, so it was uh, opened on June first, eighteen eighty-eight. Uh, and my fun fact was that Canada did not become a country uh, until the depression between the first and second world war. So when you're in a depression, make a country. It lifts morale or something. Anyway. Canada Day is on July 1st, I think. I don't know. June, July. I'm confused. Life's hard. Um, I will hopefully keep make sense sometime. Um, <laughs> anyway, so the hotel only took a, a year to build near the Canadian Rocky Mountains, which is surprising considering that that's not an easy area to build. If you're American listening to this, you'll know that the Rocky Mountains or like any of the mountain ranges that you guys have, like that's not an easy building site. Um, and it is by Bow Springs, which is a thermal spring. And now you know why it's called Banff Springs Hotel, <laughs> which is now situated inside the Banff National Park. Um, and we have the wonderful Mount Rundle as your view. And I'm more mature than to make the joke that I want. Not really, but we're moving on. Um, in 1911, the hotel was rebuilt basically to replace the original structure becoming fucking fabulous and in 1902 it had 200 rooms added on 1914 300 and gained the title tallest building in canada because we hadn't yet figured out that you could build up and not just to the sides um <laughs> there was a fire which unfortunately destroyed the remaining original hotel so there is no longer any original um structure uh, left which sucks and that happened in 1926 uh when we still weren't a country uh, funnily enough it seems that the depression didn't have many ill effects on the hotel alcoholics but to make up for that in 1942 that's the Second World War, yo. The hotel closed its doors and did not reopen until 1945, losing all the money. Anyway, the reason they closed was due to the fact that their investors were mostly European, and that was not a good time for them. Uh, 
Um, uh, from there, it was adapting to a new age. In the 70s, they became the first winter resort to stay open year-round. And then, of course, last but not least, it is a historic site in Canada. Which is why the original... Yeah, okay, this I wrote this, it didn't make sense. What I meant to say, what I actually wrote, which is was which is why the original building isn't there what i meant to say is i don't understand why when the original building isn't there but i don't get to choose these things so now i feel like a pamphlet who is telling you about a place which is basically what i do every week so i don't know what i am complaining about i'm not complaining i like doing this it's fun fun for me anyway um <laughs> i was also gonna do a little bit on the cn or cpr as it was known in the day the canadian railway or which is the cn which is what it is now and it still runs or the canadian pacific railway which is what it was in the day but i really think for this all you need to know is like I'll say, but God, I could do like a whole episode of the, like the railway because it was atrocious. Anyway, I will continue with actual topics that I am supposed to be doing. Um, so all you really need to know is <laughs> that Canada has terrible terrain. Um, it's very varied and very bad if you want to get one thing from one side of the country to the other side of the country <laughs> so yeah they decided to build oh and we're very like spread apart so the east needed a way to get things to the west without dying so they may and quicker obviously because time is money um so they made other people die basically building the railways and smoked cigars while twirling their mustaches and collecting money uh and this made it so that we could get goods to the major cities across the country and they're still used today though updated and some have been replaced or claimed as historic such as the kettle valley railway or the kvr in bc if you drive across the country, since we only have like one major highway, you'll most likely be following a train, especially if you're going Alberta to BC, um, where it's mostly mountain driving. It's also between Alberta and BC is where Banff is located. So yeah, uh, so you can see the train most of the drive. <laughs> If that makes sense, I don't know. Um, I could go all day about trains <laughs> because rule BC really drills that in your brain um, because they love their trains. <laughs> so I'm sorry. Um, anyway, I don't know what I'm thinking. But anyway, um, I'll tell you some stories now. <laughs> but just uh, a quick thing about the history I told you is that that's the history I could find about the hotel. There wasn't anything um, like legitimate mentioning 
hauntings other than people or papers, like that kind of stuff, and paranormal blogs. Sorry. And that could 100% just be the hotel not wanting to be associated with that in any way. That being said, the fact that they claim it isn't haunted is kind of laughable when there are so many stories. Um, you literally just have to Google Bam Springs Hotel Haunted and you get like, you don't have to hunt at all. Like, it's all just there. Anyway, so I have a few stories for you because that's what I do. Wouldn't that be fun if that was my singing voice? Probably not. Okay, a story. Um, as oh, with always, um, they do uh, cross each other, of course, uh, because stories and legends stay the same. Anyway, I'm moving, you can't see it, and my head's moving, which is bad for recording, I'm sorry. Um, okay, uh, this is by Mr. Fab. There's a 73 at the end, so I'm assuming that is his handle. Thank you, Mr. Fab73. You have a wonderful name. And he has written, I love travel, and hands down, one of the most picturesque travel destinations that screams Canada has got to be a Banff they be. Mm, you could go to Jasper, too. Banff or Jasper, those are both really pretty. And a visit wouldn't be complete without a stay in one of the oldest, most beautiful hotels in the country. Listed as a World Heritage Site, the Fairmount Springs Hotel opened in 1888 during the construction of the Pacific Rail Canadian Pacific Railway. It's so hard for me to say that. I just, it's always been the CN to me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but before you stay there, there is something you need to know, or specifically a room that you need to know about. Room 873, the missing room. As the story goes, decades ago, a family was killed in this room. After a lengthy investigation, the room was refurbished and booked out to travelers. Soon after, reports of disturbances flooded the front desk. Rumor is told that guests would often fall asleep in the room only to be awoken by hollow screams when the lights were turned on. They would be startled to find bloody handprints on the mirrors inside the room. By the time the staff could rush to the room to investigate, the prints would have disappeared. In efforts to cover up the horrific tale, it was decided the room was to be sealed off. The door was removed and the opening covered with drywall, flush to match the rest of the hallway. It is undeniable that something has happened to room 873, and I questioned the hotel staff on my last trip to, latest trip to Banff. All, blah, blah, blah. Although the hotel employees are forbidden to speak of this room, and when questioned, their scripted answers are disturbing as the mis are as disturbing as the missing room itself. Here are the facts. As I move my hair. There are rooms ending in 73 on each floor, and a room is located on the floor above and below the missing room on the 8th floor. If you head down the hallway, there are only lights above each doorway. There is one above where the missing room's door would be, in the middle of the hallway. The baseboard is cut where the door would, would have been. 
When you knock along the walls, you notice that they made of it, they're made of thick plasters. As you knock down the hall of the eighth floor, it suddenly changes to a hollow sound, right below the light, where the door to room 873 should have existed. It continues for the length of a standard doorway. As you travel across our great country, make sure you make a pit stop at the Fairmount uh, Springs. Maybe you'll get to the bottom of this creepy mystery, or you're at least give you something to wonder about for the rest of your life which is true that's actually creepy it's like that uh that was a stephen king book right about the hotel room or like that was it a creepy pasta story where you like, like where you like looked in the door keyhole and like it was red I think that was a scary story. Anyway, um, uh, he is uh, immrfabulous.com. And that was nice. I don't know. Um, and we have our second story. It is by Tim Johnson. Okay. And we shall start. As the double doors swung shut before me, their motion steady, slow and rather creepy. It was very clear that they hadn't moved by any human hand. I had just finished my final meal at the Fairmont Bamp Springs Hotel after a week-long stay and was en route back to Vice Regal Suite, which is almost a wing in its own. Wow. That's nice. I want to stay there. Um, complete, complete with gothic ceilings and orange glowing candle candelabras it's served as the castle like temporary home of kings queens and heads of state i was eager to return to my comfortable wild digs but my progress was completely and without warning cut off by the closing doors did the invisible hands that shut them belong to one of the several ghosts reported to roam the historic halls of this rambling redoubtable Fuck, I can't read. Redoubtable Hotel? I most certainly hope so. Okay. I don't know what that word is, but I'm going to Google it. So, <laughs> built by... <laughs> I'm an idiot, I'm sorry. Built by the Canadian Pacific Railway to be a haven of peace and in the midst of the wilderness which is probably a good idea it is very like foresty the springs as it's known by almost all of its staff and guests because they're bourgeoisie has housed everyone from marilyn monroe to the prince of wales the one who became king edward something and later abdicated the throne that one the springs is a luxurious place with a sweeping view of bow valley and a relaxing spa so it's no wonder that a few souls who have passed through it have decided to stay for quite a while some it would seem even by beyond the grave i have come to the springs with one goal to find out if it is indeed haunted and i must say for this four-star hotel provided a rather pleasant environment for ghost haunting. I pondered my generations of diners. Could any of their souls still inhibit this? Inhibit? Yep. They slow the progress of this place. No, inhabit this place. 
as I washed down a thick ribeye. Now he's just bragging. Uh, <laughs> I squinted my eyes to search for ghostly images in the waterfalls and the pools at Willow Stream Spa, which should have fallen in. Because you're bragging again. No, please don't do that. I feel like I should say that because maybe I will get sued. But I don't want to get sued. A place where I reclined for hours after my tireless search. Then continued the investigation by interviewing a massage therapist as I indulged in a deep tissue treatment. I want this guy's job. Um, and with all my research, I found that the springs in, is in fact rich with ghostly lore. David Moberg, the hotel's res resident historian, passed on an elaborate but apparently true story of two of the most famous permanent residents. The first is Sam the Bellman, a longtime employee who died in 1975 and had always threatened to come back to haunt the place. It seems that he did. Guests have reported uh, being helped by an elderly Scotman in decade-old period garb when no such man is on staff and have seen elevator doors opening and closing at random times which is apparently his favorite way of saying a silent hello which is adorable the second apparition is the doomed bride guests report seeing this ghostly bride dancing in the cascade ballroom moberg says she fell down a curving stone staircase to her death before the beginning of her wedding banquet long ago. Legend says that she also caught fire on one of the open torches that at at the time burned alongside the staircase. Hoping to find as many ghosts as possible, I prepared studiously, taking careful notes as I watched both the 1984 Ivan Reitman classic Ghostbusters. So he's making fun of people who actually do this. Um, and it's only slightly more believable knockoff Ghost Hunters, a television series in which paranormal investigators Oh, so harsh. <laughs> and former rotor rotor plumbers clamber around old buildings in the middle of the night uh, with an almost ridiculous assortment of high-tech equipment. In my case, I was woefully unprepared for the task. I will just say that that is cruel. And there are also studies that need to be done more of, but there are some. Um, so I don't knock it till you try it. Anyway, um, that's not a good thing to live your life by. Um, but in some cases it is. Anyway, he doesn't have anything because he's not prepared. Um, and... He's just being not very kind at this point. Um, I was, of course, completely empty-handed when it came to one-piece khaki jumpsuits wearing a proton packs. He should wear that. It would be ridiculous. All I really had was the ability to walk around. Congratulations. Uh, so I played to my strengths. Fortified by liquor apparently so he was plastered apparently i emerged from the closeted confines of the vice regal a little after 1 30 a.m um 
to ask the night shift clerk in the hotel's grand yet deserted lobby for the security guard. A button-down young man named Aiden arrived, and he was reluctant, but soon relented and allowed me to company on his rounds. Okay, you're welcome to come along, but I'm afraid I don't have much for you. And he looked over his shoulder with a crooked, slight, rueful smile. I don't believe in ghosts. But as Aiden led me with his flashlight around... Oh, it's buzzing. Buzz, buzz, buzz. Um, <laughs> uh, some were fairy... Or blah, 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 blah. Uh, as Aiden led me with his flashlight through the many darkened ballrooms back to the staircase, my creepy and creepy closed-up rooms, he did have a few stories to tell. Some were f fairly banal, like the time and another experienced security guard spooked the new guy by hiding a bursting out of a closet but then things got interesting we do regular sweeps above the guest room's floors room floors and one night every time we passed the elevator it opened but no one got on or off he remembered was it sam i asked he wasn't convinced the guy works here for decades and then what does he do after he dies he comes back and works the elevators no i don't believe that I don't know why he sounds Boston or New York or whatever that is. He's Canadian. Um, harder to explain, though, was the reflection that looked like a ghostly child in the window of the hotel organ room, which was captured on a cell phone photo taken by a fellow guard in the middle of the night. It was a strange occurrence, much like the double doors of the Vice Regal Suite, swinging to a close before me on my final day in the hotel. As they clicked shut, I stopped in my tracks, mused and slightly befuddled, it's because he made fun of ghosts, and that's when the fire alarm sounded. It's high shrieking sound, then it all made sense. The doors were programmed to close to prevent as a fire prevention measure, so it was a double false alarm. No fires, no ghosts. But upon seeing those doors swing closed on their own accord, I recalled Aiden's best story about the Waldhouse restaurant, the very place where I had enjoyed a steak a couple of nights ago. Down there, while doing a sweep at 3 a.m., he had observed a barstool spinning around on its own. I tried to figure out what else could have caused it, but I couldn't, he said. Even I'll admit that that's pretty unusual. Certainly unusual, definitely spooky. It is a ghost story worthy of retelling, something I decided to do many times after my luxurious temporary home. Having experienced the haunting of the Fairmount Banff Springs Hotel. And that was from CanadianLiving.com. Not happy with that story. Because. And you. <laughs> it's not nice. Um, but anyway. That's a horrible story to leave you with. But that is it for this week. I'm sorry. I'm gone disappearing into the abyss uh, or some such thing. Uh, next week is something that I'm sure you'll enjoy that I'm sure I will enjoy because I don't know what it is because I don't remember. I have to look at my schedule. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this week other than that last story because he was really rude about like whatever like you don't believe in it but at least go in with an open mind and not make fun of it. I know one likes you. Um, I don't know if people like you. I'm sure some people like you. Just not me. Um, anyway, so if you listen to this whole mess as always, 
yeah, uh, a few of us this whole mess. Thank you. And as always, if you have any suggestions, comments, or concerns, it is at my endless DWH or Spooky Scary Fun Time on Facebook. Uh, I'm sorry if this was a rambling, fumbling mess. I really am. But the show must go on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Stay spooky and form a country. Because why not?